This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, February 25th, 2024. When you pray, my heart rejoices in you, Lord. Well, good morning, Connection Church. Here in the sanctuary, there at home, wherever you might be. Isn't this a glorious day to be part of God's kingdom? Can I get an amen on that? Man, the sun is shining. And the sun, S-O-N, is really bright in here as well. Amen. Amen. So, we continue our Lenten series. This is the second Sunday of Lent. Our focus this series is um, uh, on uh, prayer, uh, when, we, when you pray. And this morning our focus is, my heart rejoices in the Lord uh, as we look at prayers of petition and prayers of thanksgiving. Well, good morning, Connection Church. My name is Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It is so good to be with you today. Thanks for showing up. It's such an encouragement to be together. We want to give a shout out to Tim Wilkins. He's visiting with us. He and Laura have, are dear to this place, and it's just great to see you. I also have a surprise to tell you and Paul to tell you. Our daughter from India, Kavita, is joining us online. Hi, everybody say hi, Kavita. Hey, Kavita. Yeah, yeah, she just texted and said she was there. And she said, I see Paul playing. I said, do you see dad playing his drums? All right, we'll talk later. Glad you're with us. Glad everybody is with us. Isn't it cool? Like we're an international church. Yeah. All right. Let's pray. Almighty God, thank you so much that we could join together here and online. We are connected because of you. There's no one but you. And so we gather today to lift your name on high, to read scripture, to reflect on what that means to us and how we can live out being women and men uh, who are believers in Jesus. We thank you and praise you in the name of the Father and the Son and by the power of the Holy Spirit. And everybody agreed and said, Amen. Amen. Prayers of petition and thanksgiving. A prayer of petition is a request to God asking him to fulfill some need by his grace. A prayer of thanksgiving shares with God our gratitude often in response to a prayer of petition. Yeah. So in several places, the Bible encourages our prayers of petition, our prayers of seeking God's help. Matthew 7, 7 and 8, verses 7 and 8 is a very good example. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds, and, and to the one who knocks, the door will be open. A-S-K. Ask, seek, knock, knock. Keep on asking, seeking, knocking. Jesus tells us to persist in pursuing God. Persist. Persistence is not always easy, though, is it? After a while, we, we want to give up. We, we get tired. Here's my advice, our advice, the advice from your scripture. Continue. Don't give up. Continue to ask for more uh, knowledge. Uh, continue to ask for more 
patience. Continue to ask for the strength to keep on going. <laughs> Continue to ask for more wisdom, more love, more understanding. And the reason we keep on asking is because God hears. God hears. So we just referenced Matthew 7. Philippians 4 verse 6 actually looks at petition, which is asking, and thanksgiving in that one scripture. It's well known to many of us. Would you say it with me, please? Do not be anxious about anything, anything. but in every in situation, situation, by prayer, prayer and, and petition, petition with thanksgiving, thanksgiving present your request to God. God. Now, can you imagine never being anxious about anything? It's like, really? How can we never be anxious about anything? It seems like an impossibility because we all have worries about our job, our finances, it could be our health, could be a relationship, it could be a loved one, could be a test at school tomorrow. We have lots and lots of things that cause anxiety and cause worry. But Paul's advice here in Philippians 4 verse 6 is to turn that worry into a prayer. To flip it. Instead of, I'm anxious, I'm worried, lift our heart that way instead of this, ver this horizontal world. And so stop the cycle. Worry less, we'll pray more. <laughs> That's what he's saying. Pray more. Stop the cycle by lifting your heart to God in prayer. Worry less. Say that with me. Worry less, pray more. And believe it. <laughs> Cling to it. Back to Matthew 7. Jesus not only uh, talks about asking, seeking, and knocking, but he gives us a little insight into the nature of God. Matthew 7, 9 through 11. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, you, you are evil, <laughs> though you are evil, you, you know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your Father in heaven Give good, give good gifts to those who ask him. So the child in Jesus' example asks his father for bread and fish, both good and necessary things. If a child asks for bread and fish, but his father instead gives him a, a stone or a snake, what is that all about? That wouldn't happen. We hope that wouldn't happen. If our earthly fathers, all shortcomings, we all have shortcomings, would give these good gifts, how much more would our perfect father in heaven give us? How much more? Christ is showing us the heart of God the Father in this scripture, who is kind, who is compassionate, who is full of goodness. Now, this scripture is hard because we ask for God for good things. We ask God for positive outcomes, for good outcomes, and it is really difficult to understand 
why they don't happen. Really difficult to understand why God wouldn't grant something that is so good. I don't know the answer to this. I'm just saying, I don't know. But here's what I do know. God hears you. God cares about you. God loves you. God will never, ever leave you stranded in all that, whatever is going on in your life. God will walk with you, beside you, and even carry you when you can't put another foot in front. You're all here. We all have this stuff. The message is that God hears and God cares. In the book of First Samuel, there's actually two books. Samuel has been divided into two, First and Second Samuel in the Old Testament. In First Samuel, we're introduced to a woman who is unable to bear children. In, in Bible language, it's, uh, she is barren. That doesn't sound good, does it? Barren. Her name is Hannah, and she is married to a guy named Elkanah. He had two wives, Hannah and Peninnah. Peninnah had children, but, but Hannah did not. 1 Samuel 1, 3 through 8. Year after year, this man, Elkanah, went up from his town to worship and sacrifice to the Lord Almighty at Shiloh, where Hophni and Phinehas, the two sons of Eli, were priests of the Lord. Whenever the day came for Elkanah to sacrifice, he would give portions of the meat to his wife Peninnah and to all her sons and daughters, but to Hannah, he gave a double portion because he loved her and the Lord had closed her womb. Boy, that doesn't sound good, does it? Because the Lord had closed Hannah's womb, her rival kept provoking her in order to irritate her. This went on year after year. Whenever Hannah went up to the house of the Lord, her rival provoked her till she wept and would not eat. Her husband Elkanah would say to her, Hannah, why are you weeping? Why don't you eat? Why are you downhearted? Don't, don't I mean more to you than ten sons? Ooh. I don't think he was being so helpful with that comment. I think you've got a lot of agreement here. Yeah, this wasn't about him. This was about her. And in that time frame in that period of time women didn't count but what made them count was being able to bear children and she couldn't and he said well don't I mean more to you well no probably not <laughs> anyway her shame and her taunting by the other wife that had to be unbearable it had to be so hard. It was so great that year after year after year, Hannah was reduced to tears and to the point where she wouldn't eat. And so Hannah petitioned or prayed to the Lord. I'm sure this was not her first time, but this was a petition to the Lord in prayer. 1 Samuel 1, verses 9 through 11. Once they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh, Hannah stood up. Now Eli the priest was sitting on his chair by the doorpost of the Lord's house. In her deep anguish, 
Hannah prayed to the Lord, weeping bitterly. And she made a vow saying, Lord Almighty, if you will only look on your servant's misery and remember me and not forget your servant, but give her a son, then I will give him to the Lord for all the days of his life. And no razor will ever be used on his head. Hmm. So after Hannah petitioned the Lord, she worshiped and then went back home. Her husband made love to her. And in the course of time, she gave, became pregnant and gave birth to a son. And his name was Samuel. Whoever here has heard of Samuel? Yeah, yeah. Do you have a brother named Samuel? Well, there you go. That's a really good name. That's a great name. Yeah. Name right out of the Bible. Yeah. And so after the child was weaned, she returned to Eli the priest and gave her son over to the Lord. Now, that had to be really difficult. I mean, the son that she had waited and prayed for and waited and prayed for, and then she has to, but that's what she said she would do, wasn't it? And that's what she did. Her son Samuel played a very important role in the history of the Jewish, of the, uh, of, of the Israeli nation, the Hebrew people. He was the one who anointed Saul to be the first king of that nation. And he was also the one who later anointed David at a very young age to become king. Wow. So I petitioned for a child. We had Aaron, Megan, and Devin. And then there's a seven-year span before Turner was born. And for five years, I asked God, not for a son, but for another child. We wanted a big family. And um, after two miscarriages, Turner was born. I can remember looking over his crib when he was two weeks old pouring my heart out to the Lord. You see, I had been a public health nurse, and my most recent job right before he was born was to be a SIDS nurse, Sudden Infant Death Syndrome. And most of the people that I visited had lost sons. It was more prevalent with little boys for sudden infant death unexplained than girls. And I admit I had had a little bit of anxiety over this. And um, I can remember looking at him and saying, okay, God, you, you've given me the desire of my heart with another child. And by the way, that was after I finally said yes to the Lord, but that's another story. Um, let me raise him. Just let me raise him, and then I'll give him back to you. Let me raise him, and then he is yours. So God did. God allowed me to raise him, and um, awesome, awesome young man. It was a Hannah-type prayer, but there did come a point where I felt like I did have to turn him over to the Lord in a different way. Then I turned Aaron, Megan, and Devin over. I can't explain it. I still wonder about it. It's just different. But 
I can really relate to Hannah in this prayer that she mm. said. Yeah, I was just thinking, if you turned him over before college, <laughs> would have saved a lot of money. What a, but it's not how it worked. Anyway, so does that mean our prayers of petition are always answered as we hope they will be? And what do you all say? No, they aren't. Hardly. <laughs> because we all know people we deeply care about whose petitions have not been answered in a particular area or in a particular way that they'd hoped for. And then we have to go, what's that all about? Are, are they less faithful than everybody else? Are their prayers not heard by God? And the answer to both of those questions is a resounding no. No, they're it's not that they aren't faithful. It's not that their prayers aren't answered. Here's the thing. We don't know the mind of God, do we? We don't know what's going on. We don't know the bigger picture. And so all we can do is prayerfully trust, can't we? Prayerfully trust that God knows what God's doing, which he does, and prayerfully trust God, as he carries us through those heartbreaks, those challenges, however he's going to carry us through. Many years ago, my mom had a stroke. I think we've talked about this before that really took its toll on her. When, when, when we visited her at the hospital, we were down in Seaford and she was up in Wilmington, so we didn't get up that much. But when we visited her in the hospital, I remember finding her in a wheelchair there at the end of the hall in the day room or whatever. And all she was able to do was sit there and babble. Babble. Oh, my. And not much movement. So here was this once vibrant, <laughs> commanding, <laughs> very capable woman sitting in a wheelchair babbling. woman who just a week before was... Normal, you know, doing what she normally did. She was the little general. <laughs> the little general. And here she was reduced to babbling. And I, and of course, I wondered what was going to happen. Would she recover? Would she ever return to whatever normal was? You know? My father, I'd seen him, I think, cry twice in my life. Once when one of my friends died and once when one of his friends died. And he cried frequently in response to this. We prayed, we petitioned God, please, Lord, bring her back. <laughs> Restore her to what she was. Well, with time, she, she recovered a lot. Um, her speech returned. There were some gaps. Uh, she had movement. She could get around. But she was never quite the woman she once had been. And she, need our, she needed help. She, you know, uh, we shared this before. She, she and her dad were supposed to move down with us. We put a wing on the new house we were building. So Carrie could help and I could help dad take care of her. But before they moved in, a month to the day before, my father died of a heart attack. So thank goodness the plans were already in place, eh? <laughs> because she wouldn't have been able to stay in the family home and take care of herself. That was not a possibility. So... Here's the question. Did God hear our prayers? 
Did he ignore my request for my mom to get back to self-sufficiency, back to normalcy? Well, I, I think God heard my prayers loud and clear. In fact, I know God hears our prayers. Here, here's the real question, though. It wasn't, did God hear my prayer? Did I hear God's plan for me and my family when it came to my mother establishing a new home for her, caring for her in the midst of physical challenge? Did we hear his plan for us and for her? Not did he hear us. <laughs> uh, you, you know, caring for my mom was a little bit of a challenge because we were in our 30s. We had four kids. <laughs> we, had enough, we had enough challenge <laughs> just taking care of them. We were both working, you know, and all that. Um, but as Carrie often says, we actually got the best years of my mom. Isn't it funny how our prayers are, are sometimes answered? And it's far different than what we had asked for, but it's exactly how they're supposed to be answered. It's funny, isn't it? Yeah. So our, our grandson, Nolan, he was just here at the other service. When he was born, uh, he had some uh, pretty severe issues. Things weren't connected uh, with his esophagus and his trachea the way it was supposed to be, and um, he wouldn't have survived. And... Um, <laughs> So he required surgery immediately. And the prayers of petition were, um, man, this church and Devin and TC's, I mean, it, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people were praying for this little boy. And, and he came through with <laughs> flying colors. And occasionally he's needed his esophagus dilated, but... You know, it's not life-threatening, and he has this barking sound when he coughs, and he thinks it's really cool because it gets attention. Um, but we can remember Devin saying that day and the day after, even if, even if, I will be faithful. It was her declaration. And that's what we need to do. We need to declare even if, God, you are still on the throne. Even if we have no guarantees in this life, as far as this, but we have a guarantee that the Lord is always with us and never will leave us nor forsake us and will carry us through every step of the way. And it's important to offer our prayer of thanksgiving that he will do that in the midst of it all. We love the Psalms. They're such great, just inspirational uh, scriptural pieces. David lifted his heart in petition and often ended with, even if. Even if, Lord. In Psalm 28, David cries out, to you, Lord, I call you are my rock. I do not turn a deaf, do not turn a deaf ear to me, for if you remain silent, I will be like those who go down to the pit. 
Hear my cry for mercy. I call to you for help as I lift my hands toward your most holy place. Wow. Um, and I leave this script for a minute. So I remember at the time Nolan was born, our family was um, not as intact as it is today. And it was a tough time. And um, his birth and his medical challenge and his surgery brought our family, it restored our family. So God can make good out of things that are so painful. Hmm. And I praise God and we all, you know, our family understands the role that God played not only in healing him, but healing our family. And it was, a, it's amazing. And we did pray through, I mean, I was praying for all that, all that time. But anyway, the next few lines of David's um, Psalm, Psalm 28, David poured out his heart about the injustice, about the maltreatment that he was experiencing. He was in a tough, tough place. But this is how the prayer progresses. Verse 6 through 8, praise be to the Lord. For he has heard my cry for mercy. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him and he helps me. My heart leaps for joy. And with my song, I praise him. So David moves from petition, from asking, from requesting to thanksgiving in this Psalm 28. Several years ago, the contemporary Christian group... Uh, named Casting Crowns had a song entitled Praise You in the Storm. We've asked Paul to share that song with us this morning. I was sure by now God that you would have reached down my parties away stepped in and saved the day but once again I say amen and it's still raining And as the thunder rolls I barely hear you whisper through the rain I'm with you And as your mercy falls I raise my hand and praise the God who gives And takes away And I praise you in this storm, and I will lift my hands. And you are who you are, no matter where I am. And every tear I've cried, you hold in your hands. You never left my side, and though my heart is torn, I will praise you in this storm. I remember when I stumbled in the wind You heard my cry to you And raised me up again The strength is almost gone How can I carry on If I can't find you And as the thunder rolls I barely hear you whisper through the rain 
I'm with you. And as your mercy falls, I raise my hands and praise the God who gives and takes away. And I praise you in this storm. And I will lift my hands. For you are who you are. No matter where I am. And every tear I cry. You hold in your hand. You never left my side. And though my heart is torn. I will praise you in this storm. I lift my eyes unto the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. I lift my eyes unto the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And I praise you in this storm, and I will lift my hands, for you are who you are, no matter where I am, and every tear I've cried, you hold in your hand, you never left my side, no, and though my heart is torn, I will praise you in this storm. And though my heart is torn, I will praise you in this storm. Mm. Mm, thank you, Paul. Did you hear right there about two-thirds, maybe three-quarters through that song, there's a little piece of scripture from Psalm 121. I lift my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your, your, your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber indeed. He who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. Yeah. Yeah. So the Lord wants to hear from us. The Lord wants to hear our petitions. This is a really hard sermon to give because so many of us, so many of you, I know some, we know some of the storms. And it's tough. But when we don't know what else to say to the Lord, open up the Bible, pick a psalm, and read it out loud. And make that your prayer. Pray scripture, because when we pray scripture, we don't stay in that place we were, but our heart is lifted, our minds are lifted to the Lord. He hears, he hears our cries. It's not being a sissy to cry to the Lord. It's not being weak. He just wants to hear from us, and even though Many times our prayers are not answered the way we had hoped, the way we want, the way that actually seemed that they should be. 
All we know is that God hears and God cares. I can't imagine going through this stuff without God, without that trust. Then we would really be on our own. God loves you. God loves you. God loves you. So much so that we're on this journey. He's taken this journey all the way to the cross for us. And he willingly allowed himself to be nailed, to die. But the good news is that he didn't stay dead. Resurrected. Death did not win. And the sin and the thing that we're involved in, that doesn't win. Jesus is on the throne no matter what. When we're in Christ, the enemy can't get us. We're in Christ. And so he loves you, he loves you, he loves you, he cares, he hears, he loves. So our question for this morning is, what storm are you in the middle of? And what is your petition to God? And in the midst of that storm, no matter what the outcome, are you able to be thankful to the Lord? Are you able to offer a, a prayer of thanksgiving, a prayer of praise? Are you able to worship the Lord in the midst of the storm? In the midst of the storm, are you able to rejoice in the Lord? And to say, God is good. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, all the time, all the time, God is good. Jesus is the good news. Let's believe it. Let's live it. Let's pray. Holy God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, we, we petition, we ask, we request, we sometimes even beg, and we think we know what's best. We, we think we can tell you how to do it. And gosh, if you would just listen to us, we think everything would be perfect, but oh, how wrong we are. Thank you for not listening to our, uh, <laughs> our uh, <laughs> way to solve things. Sometimes we're thankful for those prayers that don't appear to be answered, but Lord, we know you want us to talk to you, to, to be in communication, to be just speaking to you and, and, and to also be listening, Lord. Lord, in the, in the midst of the storm, please help us to know that even though everything else may fail, you are always there. You are with us. You sacrificed your son for us so that we might travel eternity with you. And we praise you. We praise you in the storm, Lord. We thank you. We glorify your holy name. All those gathered said, amen. Thank you for listening to the message from Connection Community Church. For more information and to find out more about our ministries, you can visit us on our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692.
Thanks again for listening. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the new life he offers.